Hi, and welcome to episode 45 of Pillow Talk. I'm Nancy Anderson Hamilton, better known as Nanny Hammy. Pillow Talk is a chance to reach through the leaderboard and have fun, deep dive interviews with people from the Peloton community. Today's episode is a comforting and inspiring chat with a lovely human who is embracing body movement and soul work. Samuel Marithi, aka Book of Sammy. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Pillow Talk. I'm your girl, Nanny Hammy. Today is a kismet meetup. I am so excited to finally sit down and talk to someone that I met organically on the leaderboard. Book of Sammy was zooming past me in all of these rides. And I was like, what is going on? I need to find out who this person is. And then I found him on social media and was only more impressed. So welcome, Sam, aka Book of Sammy to Pillow Talk. Thank you so much, Nancy. Thank you for having me. Like I said, I was just like, Zoom, who's this? Because <laughs> sometimes I might, you know, you might take this the wrong way. Sometimes you would be a couple minutes late to a class yeah. and and then it didn't matter because you were yeah. way past me. So I was just like, hello, who are yeah. you? <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things where um, as a writer, I've grown because my goals have changed. So a lot of times, especially now, two years, I guess, through this pandemic, I look at a class and I, I say to myself, what do I want to get out of this class? And sometimes like, you know, I may not even know if I'm going to ride until like last minute, like a class probably is like 30 seconds underway and I'm clipping in my shoes. And I guess the adrenaline of, you know, being competitive, not just with others, but with myself kind of drives yeah. me to zoom, zoom and, you know, try to get the best out of the ride. Well, whatever you're doing, you're killing it. So mad props to the effort that you're putting in. We're going to follow our regular format where we just get to know Samuel's background with fitness and his Peloton journey. And then we'll do some fun lightning round questions at the end. So my first question for everyone always is, what are you drinking tonight? So I'm drinking a green tea matcha. Yum. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it may not ring a lot of bells, but you know, with this weather here out here in NYC, it's a little weird. Like it, the weather, I feel like changed three different times within a span of two hours. So I'm um, just trying Spring. to get my, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, and so I'm just trying to get my immune system up and right and boosted. And, um, you know, green tea matcha has a bit of a, a strange earthy taste, but I just drink it for its benefits, you know, not because it, it's the greatest tasting thing. You know, it's so good for you. Yeah. Yes. Delicious. Sure. Delicious. Yeah. I wish I had a, a glass of wine, but I think it's a little too early for that. So <laughs> it's a little early for that. I'm the same. I've got my yummy lemon spin drift and it's just hitting the spot because it's still pretty early here in California and I just did a workout. So oh, I'm ready to go. cool down. Spin drift uh, is like one of my favorite uh, seltzers, just not to get off topic, but it's, I love spin drift. I love that it actually tastes like the fruit that you're you know, that it says it is. So if it's lemon, it feels like you're drinking a lemon drink. It's the real deal. And like, yeah. how excited are you for blood orange tangerine? I love, I love blood orange anything. So that, that's, um, that sounds like a great flavor. Yeah. It's coming out in the next couple of weeks and I'm, I'm definitely scouring all of the shelves <laughs> when I'm out. It's going to be good. They're all gone. Right? I know. Right. Awesome. All right. So let's dive in. I want to know your story. I want to know a little bit of your background with fitness and wellness and then how you came to Peloton 
and then how you've been able to grow and flourish with it. So this is my favorite part. I get to just sit back and have you tell us the story. So take it away. Awesome. So throughout my life, I've been athletic. Um, I was a competitive athlete, a basketball uh, player for, you know, throughout my preteen years and then through my high school years and then up until college, I was competitive and things changed a little bit when, you know, we all have hoop dreams. Like if you are a baseball player or a basketball player, you have dreams for your respective sport. Sure. And, um, you know, it didn't really go the way I wanted. I never had uh, a scholarship, a full scholarship. And so I had to walk on at places. And uh, when I finished my collegiate career, I still had the itch to to play ball. So I went to a few pro leagues. And uh, eventually, in 2007, I, uh, I had a workout in Austin, Texas for the NBA developmental team that was coached by the late uh, Dennis Johnson. And um, it was from there where, well, even after that point, I, I played in another pro league in 2010 uh, called the SPL Pro League. And I think from then on, I just kind of fizzled out with my love for sports because, you know, it, it's, it's taxing, as you mm-hmm. know, you know, like anything you do that is physically you know, it, it, it wears on you. It's grueling. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's lifting weights or whether it's running and when something is a dream of yours and it's, it's, you know, entrenched in your heart and in your mind and your spirit, and you want to go for something, it kind of hurts to say, you know what, I have to gracefully bow out and focus my attention elsewhere. So, um, so that's, that's a bit of my athletic story. I played four sports uh, I played baseball, I played soccer, played football, but basketball was my my main love. So, okay. Uh, what I growing up also, I was a martial artist and I boxed. So, when I first moved here to New York City, I boxed a lot at various places, and you know, two of the teachers that are actually on the platform I, I had known before they came to the platform. So, Rad, who is the strength instructor. And Jess Sims, they they um, were boxing coaches at a place that I used to box at. And um, look at you, yeah, yeah. So it was a, boxing is probably the greatest workout. And at the time, you know, my my life was really crazy. I'm I'm an artist, so in the performing arts, and so you know, working also in hospitality, I didn't really create enough time for myself. And you know, I was younger then. I mean, obviously, we're growing older by the day, by the minute. But I didn't really have a sort of um, a paradigm or a, um, an avenue that was consistent to a, a wellness journey, you know, the mm-hmm. right way of living. I w- it was just about waking up, going to work, coming home, doing what I got to do, prepare for auditions, uh, make sure that I have enough strength to do auditions because sometimes I'm coming home at, you know, midnight uh, from doing a movie premiere job or a wedding or what have you. And... I didn't structure working out well. And so I made it a point when 2018 came around, uh, my lady, she, she loved riding at SoulCycle. And so we saw an ad for Peloton and she went ahead and she, she was like, we're going to get this bike, you know, because <laughs> I don't want to go into the studio. I want to be able to ride at home, if, you know, if I want to ride at home. And so I wasn't really that keen on cycling you know, cycling was never a thing that I really cared for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought, you know, this might be a waste. But then again, you know, it, 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 it was very new. I mean, Peloton wasn't new, but, you know, 2018, I don't think the, the community was as big as it is now. 
Not nearly, no. Yeah, and so uh, it, it was a bit different given that you're not having a personal connection with the instructor, it's through a virtual realm. And so that was different. And I think that that's different for a lot of people, especially New Yorkers that, you know, you go into, you know, SLT or SoulCycle or, you know, Rumble or Shadowbox, any of these institutions where people go city row to work out and you have to sort of reacclimate yourself and, you know, make sure that you have the discipline or at least structure a plan where you can be disciplined enough to work out from home, you know? And I think that, was the greatest challenge, not only for me, but I think for everyone. And so 2018 rolls around and I probably rode just very little. And then right before the pandemic, I'd say like 2019, that's when I started to like really get my feet wet. I started, you know, figuring out what teachers, you know, were sort of speaking the language that I like. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like a long dating period. And, and for me, it's, it's, you know, you know, you have to, because I'm, I'm very spirit oriented. Like I, I need to, you know, I love people. I think that's, uh, one of the things that people have known about me my entire life. Like I, I love to chat with people. I love people in general, uh, culture, and I just love people that have a story and we all have a story, but when it comes to fitness, I feel like you're, you're attracted to the people that speak your language, people that uh, sort of emit an essence that you're attracted to and that can get you hyper-focused on the goals that you're trying to attain. And Absolutely. So, so uh, I would say 2019, I started writing. I didn't really do strength, believe it or not, the first year or so. Like I did it here, there. But again, the strength group has grown so much over the last you know, few years. And so, well, and also those classes used to have arms built into them. So you exactly. kind of were like, oh, I already did a little bit of arms, so I'm good to go. Exactly, exactly. And so, uh, fast forward to the pandemic where everything kind of shut down, even things within my realm of work, uh, you know, acting and the whole nine. Uh, yeah. It was kind of shut down and everything became centralized to the home. And I'm a very goal oriented, self-starter, self-driven kind of a guy. And and I think that's the athlete, the former athlete in me, uh, where I would go to the gym with, you know, old friends of mine that have played pro or what have you. And I'd go to the gym at 6 a.m. and I'd shoot 500 free throws. I'd shoot a thousand three-pointers. You know, I'd, I'd structured my work ethic early on. And I think it came from my parents because my parents are, you know, were immigrants from Kenya. Now they're, of course, they're both citizens now, but they showed me how to work and it no matter what avenue of work you've chosen work ethic is is universal you can you can if you take your enthusiasm and your discipline all of that translates to any line of work that you're in and so in 2020 i i hunkered down and um you know my journey was to be to be well pandemic was just starting so no one really knew what this thing was yeah and it was just one variant. It was just COVID-19. So it's like this thing could creep on you in the middle of the night and catch you. You could be on the sidewalk and someone could sneeze. Like all the, the things that were out there, you know, of uh, this scary virus. Uh, it kind well, of- and especially in New York. I mean, I think exactly. that was a very unique place to be with just such infection. And um, it was. I'm sure it was really scary. Exactly. The rates, especially in New Jersey and New York, were... I mean, second to none. I think Texas and Florida were the only two states that really had a you know, mm-hmm. serious problem. And so, me being asthmatic since I was seventeen, you know, I've you know had sports asthma. 
I said to myself, what do I want to get out of my wellness life? What do I want to get out of my fitness journey? It can't just be losing weight. It can't just be the number on the scale changing to a place that I, I like, because we aren't the number on the scale for one. And we're not our arms, no matter how chiseled or (laughs) soft they may be. We're not our legs. We're not our, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. this, this world has made fitness. So, uh, the aesthetic of one's body has become the focus of you are fit mm-hmm. because you look like this. Well, I could be fit and not look like what you think fit looks like, you know? And so my, my focus was how can I find the best course to bring me to a place of wellness that I can enjoy? Uh, I can have a functional physical life and love myself. And so you know, I started on the bike, started with strength. And then from there, yoga took over. And when I say that yoga has become sort of the basis of my workout, I never would have thought in my life that yoga would be what, you know, what I would sit here today and say is like my saving grace. You know, it's, it's been like my rock. That's and, so cool. Yeah. And it's, 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 you know, concerning that I was a, I was a dude that was just running around and you know, working here, there, I didn't even meditate. You know, of course I prayed, you know, I'm a, I'm a spiritual person. I, I pray and I, I love solitude, but it's not, you know, I, I, the older you get, the more you assess and you self-evaluate and you say, hey, look, this, this mm-hmm. hasn't been working in my life. So I have to ditch this. That hasn't been working, but this has been working. So I need to do more of this because if I do more of this, I'm going to have a healthier life, you know, in all respects. So I started practicing uh, in 2020, December. And, you know, again, you know, some of the teachers weren't there. I think, well, Chelsea and Nico and Mariana and Kira, they're all new additions to some, to some degree. I started flowing, you know, with, with the crew. Yep. You got to keep yeah. it loose. Yep. Yep. That's right. That's right. And um, <laughs> it's been, you know, it's, it's, it's literally keeping me loose. It's in a lot of ways, even on days where I'm not working out, I feel the yoga paying off. Um, and so, my fitness journey, if I mean, if I could put a, a, a tab, you know, um, or a, a book in on this, I'd just say that fast forward to now in 2022, yoga is, is the central way in which I start my day. As, as I wake up, I do some breath work, you know, and then I get into a flow. If I have Zoom calls or auditions that I have to do, of course, within the realm of our, our structure, our little home studio here where we do our auditions and stuff, then I'll, I'll pull away and, and do that. And then I'll go back and do some yoga. That's, that's pretty much how I, how I, I start my day and how I end it uh, with restorative. And um, I love my life now because I've learned to put a focus on rest. You know, I, I think sometimes a lot of my friends, you know, from Peloton that write me and that follow me and that I engage with, you know, we, we oftentimes talk about our, our PRs and our outputs and things like that. And that's great. But I, I made a, con- a conscientious effort to not ride the bike much this month. And I think I've done like four rides this month, which is, mm-hmm. which is a record low for me. Uh, personally. <laughs> uh, but in turn, it, it's, it's swapped in that yoga and meditation and strength have been the hallmarks of this month. And it's kind of been that way for a while, but that's, that's my fitness journey, you know, in a nutshell, it's just trying to figure out different ways to not only make my body happy, but if the mind is happy, then everything else falls in line. And um, I can't 
do a PR, but then have my mind racing around all over the place and have my body feeling a certain way and not give it its sustenance, what it really is asking for, which is, you know, rest, recovery, stretch, you know, and of course the mental work. And I feel like the people that I, that, that I spend most of my fellowship with are the yogis, literally. It used to be, I'd ride with Robin and Alex, you know, I love AT, you know, and, and uh, he's the best. Yeah. And I feel like he's like a, a, a brother from another mother, you know, and, <laughs> and he shows me a lot of love, which is always great. Um, a lot of times I don't see it coming and it happens again, going back to, I'm a spirit person. And I feel like, you know, there are instructors out there that are, that are the same way. They're, they're you know, they're spirit driven and, you know, spirits just connect. You know, mm-hmm. that's just how it is in life. There's just some people you just connect, connect to and connect with, and you don't understand why it just, it's just a connection that happens. And it's so, just uh, so magical. And I love hearing you talk about it because I feel how, like how grounded you are and how you've landed in such a positive place. And I love seeing you do your videos on Instagram of you doing yoga and your postures. And I think you, it's just so beautiful to watch your body move. Cause you're so tall, you know, oh, it's like, you. it's just like, Ooh, this is interesting. Like I can watch this all day oh, that's and sweet. to also just see like how you've come so far, you know, how yeah. you, you started in, in a very different place and sure. a very different attitude and sure. like the growth and the, the acceptance and the peace it's, I can hear it in your voice. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, I, it, it, I didn't magically arrive here, you know, and I think sometimes I'm a, I'm a peaceful dude. You know, I, I get this. My mom tells me this all the time. She said, you're a lot like your grandfather, my, my, my late grandfather, my dad's father. And I've always, I've always been, I'm, I'm a bit of an enigma in a sense, if I could say that about myself, because I'm very outgoing. But at the same time, I'm very introspective and I can be quiet and I'm very observant. Uh, so it's, it's almost like I'm a chameleon. Like I can, I can, I, I get into a certain area or a certain room with people or whatever it could be. And I guess you could, by definition, say that it's, it's being that of an impact because you take on the energy of the people around you or what have you. Uh, but I've always been a very intuitive, you know, introspective uh, empathetic person. And I feel like that's what guides my mission, you know, and with everything that has, you know, of course, that I've endured with Peloton, like formulating friendships with people virtually and what have you. And, and that all started from high-fiving people. You know, it's, I, I feel like with, especially with Instagram, I had gone off Instagram for two years. Mm. So, and I, I did that because in life, you need to be able to sort of deactivate and, and sort of remove yourself from the noise. Yeah. And I didn't feel like deactivating my account was enough. I like needed to remove myself uh, because you can't really fully run away from the noise if you haven't fully removed yourself from the room. Mm-hmm. And so in doing that, I came back on, onto Instagram during the pandemic because I felt like I had something to share. I had something to say. And, um, as you were saying about my, my account and, and my videos and the things that I share, it's deliberate because I feel like Peloton is so great. And I think we're all, we all have a, a sort of a, a bullseye on what we want to attain out of our fitness life. But I also feel like personally, and you know, from, from, a, from a place of our essence, there are other things that we want to achieve, which is a state of peace, especially with the world being, you know, what it is right now. And yeah, what we endured in 2020 and 
2021, and now you have a pandemic, then you have all kinds of other things on top of that. I just felt like now is the time for me to come back and share some positivities, share some things that come from a true place, which is me behind closed doors, you know? And I feel like the Peloton community sort of, I wouldn't say is my audience because I'm not a pastor, but it's, it's my way of disseminating, you know, my love language, which is messages of, of encouragement and, and uplifting uh, because we're all going through something and fitness can be hard. You know, it's not easy. You know, some days you wake up and you feel like you're ready to go for it. And, you know, you may have a thought that comes in your mind that reminds you of who you were. And you may meditate on that thought and say, wait a minute, like, this is not who I am. I'm not this anymore. I'm that. And I've overcome this. And if we can be able to wrestle with those emotions and have people that are uplifting us and share words that can take us to a different place, a different vibration, then I feel like that's all part of fitness, you know, because fitness in a, in a large scale of it is about dispelling those voices that try to sabotage who you are and where you're trying to go. Mm -hmm. you know? And if you have people rooting for you at the end of the finish line or along the way of your journey, it, it makes the, the fitness journey a lot more fruitful in the end. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think it was your hashtag. It said, I high five to inspire or something yes. like that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Cause you would like, zoom past or kind of hang out for a little bit and then just high five like crazy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be like so, it's all good like we're, we're friends like i'm right. not i'm not that person <laughs> right so let me tell you let me tell you about that real quickly if you don't mind yeah so go for it one one and I'm, I'm glad that we're you know you have me on as a guest because i feel like i can answer some things that people may not know or people may have wanted to know and so i created that high five i high five to inspire um, and I, I, during the Peloton surprise event that I was invited to, I kind of mentioned this in the video and it hasn't been released yet to the public. I'm, I'm still waiting for it to be released, but I mentioned how as an athlete, one of the things that we do, if you watch baseball, basketball, football, the high five is patting somebody on the butt, you know, or if you're not literally giving a high five, it's a you know, fist bump or something of the sort. Yeah. Now, because we're in this virtual realm, I can't see you. I can't feel you. You know what I mean? Like, you can't see that I'm like not necessarily screaming verbally, but I'm I'm so pumped up to see people working so hard and competing that I need to high five people. Even people that are like just right below me, like about to catch me and pass me, I high five everybody. In fact, what I would do is I'd go to certain tags you know, like Black Lives Matter or, or hardcore, whatever it may be, some that I'm a part of or some that I know friends of mine are, you know, hardcore fans of. And I high five, I high five people randomly, you know, just as a, as a means to touch people like, hey, let's go. I see you. You know, mm -hmm. my, my high five is essentially like an I see you. And um, it's never, it, it was never intended to like rub it in on someone if I'm passing them or, um, you know, like, no, and it never came across like that. It yeah. came off for, in my opinion, I, sure, we no. were just like, you were there to be like, let's go. Like we're <laughs> right, doing this right. together. That's what right. I got from it. Right. If, if there was an emoji for it, it'll be Tom Brady <laughs> saying LMGO, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so that's, that's what, that's what my, if my high five could talk, that's what it would say. Let's go, you know? And it's, it's, you got to remember like, sure. The high five function was a part of the process. It was a part of Peloton since even before I joined, but there was something so prevalent about the timing of 
the high five during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Everyone is going through a swirl of emotions. You know, some people are on the bike, they're going through real stuff. You know, people that they know are in the hospital or have passed on. Um, you may not be in the best mood and, you, and the ride itself is your, your escape, you know, your, your getaway to expel all the negativity or all the junk that you had to deal with in the day. And so my high five is basically like a, like a, a, an olive branch, like, hey, we're here to work out. We're here to have a great time. It may get competitive. I mean, I'm not coming on here with the intention to beat you, but I see you. So here's a high five. Peace and love to you. You know, and, and, and that's how it should be. No, that's, that's how it be. I think that is the essence of what the high five is. If people yes. are taking it the wrong way, you can't help that. So again, exactly. like maybe it is a good thing we're not in the same room. <laughs> because yeah, <right>. yeah. <laughs> you can tell people who get mad about it. And, but then at the same time, I mean, I'll do that. You know, I high five the people that are around me. I pass them, they pass me, I high five them. And it's like, I'm only helping you work harder. Absolutely. And like, that's the point. We're here to get this done, get our heart rate up, fuel our bodies, and then be like, oh, we did that. So yeah, and, and, and carry that energy because a workout is energy on two fronts. It's the energy that you put in, which is which is your output, but it's it's the energy that you're carrying off of the bike or off of a strength class or out of a yoga class. It's the energy you're taking out of it, which is positive energy, and taking it into the world and, and using it in a positive sense, you know. And I, I mean, I like to call it paying it forward. So I like to tell people all the time that, especially members that write me and DM me and we chat and we have great discussions, that my energy is not mine. You know, my energy is not for me. Like this positive energy that people believe I have, you know, even those who haven't met me or people who scour my page and, and get an idea of who I am, my energy is not for me. My energy is 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 communal, it's to share. So it's, it's like, what good is it of me to have loaves of bread and, you know, cans of, of drinks and hoard it for myself when there are people around me that are starving or could use a bite, you know? And it's like, my energy is meant to, you know, disseminate and put out into the world for good. So hopefully you can attach to that energy, what you will, and use it. And then whatever generates from it, you put it out to your sphere of people. And I feel like that's, that's what, that's what, when I think of positive energy, that's what I think of it as, you know, whatever I'm gleaning from something, whether it's a meditation, whether it's yoga, whether it's a ride where we're high-fiving each other back and forth, I need to take that energy and use it for, for myself. Yes. But it's also my responsibility to put it out into the world and affect people in a way that will help affect the world positively. That's kind of how I look at it. No, that's such a sense of community. That's such an, uh, an important message to get across. Thank you for saying that. Absolutely. All right. So now let it let us talk about your leaderboard name. So you are Book of Sammy. Uh, yes. Tell us why. And have you changed your name at all? All right. So I have not changed my name at all. And, you know, I never had any inclination to, even though a leaderboard name, I think, can get stale depending on how you look at it. But the reason why this leaderboard is special to me is because of three different factors. I talked earlier about my grandfather. So my grandfather in Kenya, my late grandfather that I was named after was Sammy. His, he was Samuel. That's, that was his, his real name, Samuel, but we called him Sammy. 
And a lot of my family members, including my dad and and my relatives, thought that my spirit was a lot like his. Mm -hmm. And we spent a lot of time together, especially when I was young. And I visit Kenya, especially for Christmas, because that was our tradition to go back home. And um, I would spend time uh, in both of my parents' respective villages to be with my grandparents and learn about, you know, where I'm from. And so... I spend a lot of time with him, and what I re- what I recall about him is he always used to read the Bible at night. You know, like no matter what, what he did for work was he he was a coffee seller. He, he was a coffee farmer, and he sold coffee. And so, no matter how his day went, I just I never got the sense of man, this was a bad day, or like it, it was never a sense of you know negativity, or or he never wore any of that on his sleeves. But he would always go to his Bible at night with this kerosene lamp that you could smell the fumes, <laughs> I'd be next to him and that we'd be in, in silence. It, it was like an understanding we had. Like, you know, we'd speak, but he wasn't really much, uh, a, a, much of a big speaker. And so I, I call myself Sammy. My, my, my dad calls me Sammy because he, you know, he loves the fact that I'm named after his father. And so, so that's the first portion is it's derived from my grandfather. The second is the book of Samuel in the Bible. Um, yeah. I that I'm spiritual and, and I like to, I like to keep, you know, my spirit sound uh, by what I choose to, sorry, I'm using alarm, uh, what I choose to uh, ingest, you know, mentally, what I, what I choose to take in. And so mm-hmm. the, the book of Samuel in Hebrew means, you know, the God has heard you or the name of God. And if I have that estimation, correct. And he was a prophet. He was a leader. And now I'm not calling myself a prophet by any means, uh, but I do feel like my vessel, um, <clears throat> spiritually speaking, is of that of putting out good into the world, you know, encouraging, uplifting. And I feel like if, if that's one thing that I could be known for, I'm, I've lived a great life. And so that's the second piece. And then the third piece is I'm a writer. I'm a writer by trade. I was a contributing author uh, before I fell into the arts. And I, more than that, when I worked in television news, what I enjoyed more about writing is my, my hobby writing, which was inspirational, motivational writing, creative writing. And so all of that wrapped into my name, the Book of Sammy. And so before I came onto Peloton, that was my original Instagram handle, Book of Sammy before I deactivated it and then the name was gone. So I added that. Oh. <laughs> so it's, it's basically to, to put a bow on it. The, my Instagram basically is a, is a social construction of my, my social ID and how I want people to sort of understand or gain an understanding on who I am as a person and what my energy is. Now it's not all of my life. I don't put all of my life on my social. My social is more communal. It's to put messages out there and to share little things that I feel many people love, like yoga. Uh, many people love to be inspired and uplifted, especially if you know perhaps they don't have you know a mentor or positive people in their life that are reminding them of their worth or what life is about. The small little things that bring joy. And so the social construction of it is is just that. It's a, like a book. When you come to my page, it's a book of me, you know, and it's various shades of me and it's various shades of what I'm about. And hopefully it's something that, you know, like a soup kitchen, you come in and you, you take what you will, take what you want, 
you go off to the corner with a friend or with friends and you, you eat and you go home. You know, it's, it's, it's community service. And so that's kind of, you know, the whole machination of the name. That's, that's what it's, that's what it's about. The book. I love it. It has layers to it. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's good. It's good. Yeah, somehow I heard, I heard Cody's voice saying, as you said earlier, it's not that deep, but for, for this, for this name, I had to, I had to sort of break it down in that sense because that's truly what it is. Um, and I have, I've been working on my book for quite a while. I mean, I have enough material to probably write two books, but I've just been waiting for the right time to, uh, you know, I'm not a social influencer. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not, I'm just uh, me either, you know, honey. So, yeah, so <laughs> I'm waiting on the right, the right the timing is everything, you know, and, and I, but I feel like in the meantime, if I can use my, my, you know, my voice and my space of, of which is public that I share my stuff, let it be for good, you know, and not, not in a way that's like, um, that no one can get anything from it. You know, I feel like if you want to, cause my page is public, it's not private. And I don't really share much about my acting or much about my arts because I don't want to be like all the other actors and people out there that every post is about, you know, what you're working on and what you did. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel, I feel like that doesn't, that, that's, that's more self-serving than, than serving people. Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like, uh, I'm a servant. You know, as, as weird as that may come across, uh, we're all servants in some capacity, but we all serve something, you know, and I, and I feel like what I'm trying to serve is, is people. I want people to, to, to be happy. Life is short, you know, and, and life is real and life can get tough and it can get hard. But at the crux of it, life is beautiful. Like it's a blessing to be here. You know what I mean? Like every day, yep. every day we wake up, we go outside, you hear birds chirp, you see nature, you see a rainbow. You know, you see like little babies and seeing them in their stages and they're like stumbling down the sidewalk. And so everything is like a gift. You know, if, if we look at it that way, I'm just here to just remind people of the little things. Not that I've, you know, come to this place of like enlightenment that I know everything. No, you know, but I'm still learning and I'm a student. I'm a student and a servant, you know, I, so I'm learning and then I'm serving. And I think you're doing a great job. Like I, I love nothing more than when I see another Peloton friend repost one of your posts or something. And cause then I'm like, Oh yeah, I saw that too. And like, <laughs> you're making it work. And I think you are having an impact on people. So keep it up. You're doing great. I will. I sure will. And I really appreciate it, Nancy. <laughs> All right. One more Peloton question here and then we'll go into the lightning round. Um, sure. as you know, we're talking about our fitness life. It's all about like progress and just moving forward and new challenges, right. And finding new places of peace. So I just want to know, you know, we're all working on something at some time. What are you currently working on right now with your world and who specifically in Peloton is helping you get there? That's a great question. What I will say is this, everything in life in a sense is cyclical. You know, you start at one point and then at times it, it, it could just, things come full circle is what I'm yep. saying. So in the beginning, I felt like fitness was all about, you got to go, 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 go. Almost until like you have four flat tires, you know, and then the engine is smoking. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the results may come quick. The results may look good on the surface, but the body may not seem right. The synergy may be off. And that was me for a lot of times, uh, for a lot of time in my in my earlier life. But also in the beginning of my fitness life, when I started to take it seriously again, you know, two and a half years ago, but my fitness goal, what I would say is my fitness goal, believe it or not, is to rest more. And it's a goal because it's the hardest goal. 
it's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> which is to slow down. And, and what I mean is, you know, when you're, so think of it like this, like how when I, when I mentioned that I deactivated myself from Instagram and I had to get away, right? Because I feel like if, if anything, Instagram is the greatest costume. It, it isn't what you wear on Halloween that wins an award. It's like Instagram is the greatest costume. You can, you can finagle and, and create an image, right? Yeah. Especially of your fitness that it may not really be what it should be, or it could be a facade. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But what is real though is rest. And it is, there's sort of this idea that resting is weak. And, you know, growing up, my dad was like a hardcore African man. You know, he, he had a work ethic like no one I've ever seen in my life. I don't think I've ever seen the man rest. And I grew up thinking like, man, I got to work like that. You know, that's, that's what like working looks like. I have to wake up at six. I got to go to work. I got to work hard and then come back and then work out hard, you know? And at times it, it leaves you in a state of not even despair, but, you know, intense fatigue. And you ask yourself like, what am I, what am, why am I going hard like this for, for who, you know, it can't be for bikini season. It can't be for the summer. It can't be for my birthday and looking good. Like it, there has to be a deeper connection, you know, to our, to our goals and resting. That's not something anyone ever talks about. Like, man, I got to rest today, man. I went hard. I got to go rest. It, that's, it's the opposite. It's like, I got to go get it in. Mm-hmm. That's what most people are, you know, would, would say. And so my fitness goal is to practice more restorative yoga and to listen to my body when it says Sam chill because a lot of times the competitive the competitive factor of peloton is real in a sense you have a friend that hits you up like hey let's do at's ride tomorrow it's a 45 minute ride my body is probably screaming for for rest you know but i feel like you know what fomo fear of missing out. <laughs> I, gotta, I can't miss out like i gotta be with the people i gotta go ride i have to right. I, I have to do it because if i don't there's this sense that it's boring. Rest is boring. But what rest would do is rest will calibrate your workout, your, your future self, and, and being far more stronger than you were if you were just burning yourself out. And so totally, I want to I become a student of peace, a student of knowing what my body wants. And if, if I'm getting a master's degree or a PhD at something, I want to I get it in understanding my body and knowing the language that it's speaking when it says, hey, we have to pause today. I know you don't, you know, I know you don't want to, I know you're angry about it, but we gotta sit and time out and we gotta chill. And uh, that's my goal, really, honestly, is to, you know, learn when to pull the plug and learn when it's, you know, when it's time to go. Yeah, I saw that Ross has his own program about restorative. And I think that's brilliant because it's the exact opposite of the other things that they're putting out there with like the strength stacks and the different challenges, you know, from all the different instructors. It's like, exactly. and it, it's about the balance. Have you done the program? I've done about three classes in the program, but I practice with Ross a lot because I'll break it down like this, you know, before his program, I would practice restorative with each of the instructors. So mm-hmm. I'm doing a fun thing that I, I'd like to mention. So this is Women's History Month. So um, I'm happy I'm talking to a, an amazing, awesome woman like yourself. Uh, well, thanks. But what I'm trying to do is I want to practice with every single woman on the platform. That's what I've done this month. And with, you know, with the, with 
the yoga teachers, as far as that is concerned, each I, I feel like each person has their own rhythm. They have their own cadence. You know, they have their own their own energy. And what you were saying about the the, the strength stacks and things of that nature, I don't listen to them. Like I, I understand, you know, Peloton is a business, and the instructors have, you know, a community of members that love them and will run through a wall for them. Yes, they will. <laughs> you know, and but the, the danger of that though is with that messaging being put out, you have to understand that those teachers that you would run through a wall for, they're 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 doing restorative yoga themselves. They're they're resting their bodies. They're, you know, they're taking days off as as you've seen. They just paused for, you know, four or five days. Yeah. And so as you said, the messaging can be a little confusing, but that's where we have to take the reins of our ship and say, listen, I have to give my body what it needs because taking this live class is not that important. You know, taking, doing this strength stack is not that deep. It's not that important because if I'm running myself down into the ground now, I'm not going to be available in the way that I, I could be available for my kids or for my dog or for my loved ones or for my wife or for, for whomever that relies on me. So Ross is, pro, Ross is someone that I enjoy because philosophically, He's a he's a different shift from everybody else because mm-hmm. it, it does feel like you're sometimes in a philosophy class and I I enjoy that you know I enjoy that about him uh, and I enjoy that everybody has their own rhythm they have their own their own energy but his program is really good he's very he's he's a great teacher at breaking down the why and I think that's important in fitness like why am I doing this workout or why am I doing this routine six sets of this, this many reps. What is the why? You know, it can't just be, you know, to get bigger biceps or to get bigger triceps or to have bigger legs. It has to be, if you do this, if you rest in this pose for five minutes over time, you will be able to have a better recovery time if you run for 45 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. there has to be a why. And I feel like, his program, though I haven't finished it, being someone that has been flowing with him for a few years now, I just love how he breaks down the why. And he's also very challenging too, which is, which is, which is a different kind of, uh, you know, it's a, it's a different kind of a challenging and it feels, it almost feels like a strength workout when you flow with him, especially his power stuff. But it's restorative is, and rest is sort of what I'm aiming to do. And it's a, it's a tug and pull, you know, like it's, it's to give or take you know, at times when I, I feel like my body wants to go hard, but mentally I'm not there. Physically, I feel good. And so it's like the mind and the spirit have a tug of war, you know? Yeah. And, um, it's, it's, it's hard to sort of wrestle sometimes, but in the end, we're better for it. You know, and we're, we're more valuable, you know, human in society if we are, if we are practicing and living a balanced life. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so funny. Um, I love Ross. I love him so much. He, (laughs) I I love them all. You know, I don't have anyone that I dislike, but I'm really drawn to him and, um, and also to Kira, but I just, there's something about Ross where like, because I'm on the West coast, I really like to do the live meditations as often as possible. Right. And I did one a couple of weeks ago and I was just out weeding my yard. I was just Uh pulling weeds and it was the most transformative experience yeah. <laughs> to just be like weeding and like breathing and yep. thinking and not thinking and just being yep. in the earth. And I was like, 
what is happening? Like, yep, it was yep. so beautiful. <laughs> Let me tell you, like he, that's the one, like I, there's not one person I obviously hate. I don't hate anybody in life in general, but you know, they're, they're, like I said, to start off the show, there are people that speak our language and yeah. we're, we're attracted to the people that speak our language. Ross, you know, he can get deep and you might start pulling weeds out the, the you know, your garden or your, your, your lawn in a manner that's like very energizing because it, it you forget, you kind of zen out. Mm-hmm. And you go to a very deep place, an introspective place. And I feel like that's what meditation is about. You know, it's not just sitting in, in you know, Indian style or however you practice meditation. It's not about sitting there. It's, it's about being present. And yeah. if you can, you know, trying to balance mentally, it's, it's almost like you're having invisible hands that are wadding away the thoughts that are coming in and you're, you're trying to remain present, but understand that it's not a, it's not a perfect practice. There, there are times when, you know, you feel centered and you feel like things are, are happening the way in which you want them to happen. And then there are days where it just, it, you feel, it feels sticky. And that's why it's called the practice because you're never at the arrival state. You're, you're always in the state of becoming, you know, and I find that place to be very intriguing. You know, I don't, I don't want to be the baggage claim at the arrival right away. Like, you know, no, those people are losers. Metaphorically speaking, I want to take my my time. I want to enjoy every bit of stretch your legs. Right, right, right. (laughs) I want to, I want to enjoy every little inch of this terrain that I'm, that I'm walking on because it's not going to last forever. And meditation is, is that it's like navigating from one spectrum of your mind to the next and just letting the breath pretty much take you on vacation or take you to those places that you need healing places that need to be recalibrated and reworked so that we can, you know, seek and find clarity, which is, which is what we all are hopefully seeking. Mm-hmm. Peace, yeah. clarity. Um, and to tie it back into fitness without, you know, proper structure and then without clarity, without peace, without being content in some respect, then, your, your fitness is going to be wayward, your journey, you know, and we, we all want something that's, that's, that's focused, you know, and not all over the place. And so meditation has been a rock for me and yoga has been a rock because I know it, it may seem as if it's a workout, but it, it's really not. It's like you're, you're meditating and you're practicing stillness while moving, Mm-hmm. And, and a presence of mind and an intentionality of how you're moving and, and how you're being in the moment. And that's not something that I ever thought yoga to be when I, you know, started practicing and got away from it years ago. Yeah. I thought it was a workout. You know, I want to go break a sweat. I want to go do hot yoga and feel good and, you know, mm-hmm. sweat off that bad food I had the night before and, you know, <laughs> and stretch. And it's just so much deeper than that. And, Rest is an integral part of growth, you know, and without rest, we can't grow. Totally. I'm almost at 50 episodes, but I think you're the first person to say that as their fitness goal. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's so important. And I love that you said it. I love it so much. It's so unpopular. Nobody wants to rest. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like nobody wants to rest. If you think about it, I can go outside of our, our home right now. And I can stand on the corner right now and 
I could count maybe 25 people that are running right now. Yeah. You know, I could count, you know, people doing various things, jump roping, doing this, doing that. And that's, that's, that's great. You know, I mean, I, I looked at my statistics earlier today after I finished flowing with Nico. And might I say, she's, she's becoming one of my favorite yoga instructors. It's unfortunate that, you know, Peloton only has her doing English once a month. Right. If you haven't tried her, you should try her because she's, she's a phenomenal teacher. But I looked at my, my statistics, like, you know, my, my calendar for the month, and I've done more yoga than I've ever done over the last four years. And it, it's, it's not a shock, but when I do go hard, like if I do a, a cycling class and I'm, you know, zooming up the leaderboard, it's my body feels so rested. My body feels more rested now than it's ever been because of the practice. I've intensified my practice. And I try to tell a lot of my friends in the DMs, like, hey, listen, you gotta, you know, you gotta flow. I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but make <laughs> a stretch and make sure you get some yoga in because it, it's not just a workout. You know, you get to sort of recalibrate your, your mind, your nucleus. And nothing feels better than having a rested body, you know? Totally. It's, it's like, it's, it's Christmas, it, it feels like, because I've been there where I'm working, you know, 12 hours on my feet or what have you, or I'm on set and, you know, when you shoot a film or a commercial or a TV show, you're on set a long time, 12, 13, 14 hours. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a lot of sitting, it's a lot of waiting in your trailer, but the body can become stiff, the body can become cold, and then the mind becomes cold. And then when the mind becomes cold, you know, then it feels like you have to, it's, it's like warming up the car in the, in the winter. You can't just start the car and drive. You got to let the engine warm up a little bit. And, um, yeah, I find that meditation and yoga is basically warming up the car, you know, warming up the vessel so that when you go out into the world, you're already, you're already ready to go. You're calibrated. You're, you're, you're moving at a, at a, at a place and a speed of grace, you know, and to me, that's, that's become more important. And uh, I hope I can stick with it. And I hope I can encourage other people to, uh, to do the same because it's fun. It's fun to knock down goals, but it's, I've, I've found that as I've gotten older, it's more fun to, to also feel rested. Well, yeah, especially because the number one thing I see, especially from moms, they're just like, oh, I'm just so tired all the time. And it's like, yeah, I believe they are tired because they're running themselves ragged and they're exactly. not allowing those moments to recharge, whether it's small things or big things. Um, so yes, I think it's very sound advice and a wonderful goal for all of us. So much applause to you, Sammy. (laughs) Much applause to you as well for listening. I really appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. A couple light your own questions and then I'll let you go. I just want to know, I always think these are fun just to get to know people a little bit more. Um, I want to know what, what's one of your favorite things about living in New York or living near, near New York? Ooh, there's so many, but I'm going to say something so New York, so New Yorkerish. I love that there's a bodega like within a step's distance. Yeah. I can, I can get anything I want at any time of the day or night, like in a snap of a finger, you know, a, a skip of a walk. It's right there. That's the one thing I love. It's one of many things that I love, but it's that the convenience of having, being able to get something on a, on a quick, quick notice. Well, and I appreciate that so much because I, I'm from the West coast, but I went to New York one time and my friend had said, no, no, no. Like, listen, don't go to all these fancy places for breakfast. Don't do the, you know, whatever. He's like, just go to the bodega. And he's like, 
go get a ham and cheese or whatever it is. And like my world opened in a new way to easy, delicious, nutritious food, like real eggs, like not just junk. McDonald's, right. No, fresh, fresh food downstairs from the hotel right there. And then you're off for the day with like all the supplies that you need. I was like, this is incredible. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, those people it. making those those people making those eggs, those are hard working people that that, you know, love to cook. They and they're perfectly cooked every time. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That's 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 an art form. <laughs> listen, it is. It is. And it's it's a gift. Like, especially like, you know, if God forbid you have a headache or you've got something going on and you need certain certain things that maybe CVS has, but CVS is closed. It, it's right there. The bodega has yeah. everything. It's a one-stop shop. You know? mm-hmm. so, what a blessing. Ugh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it so much. Okay. So we all love our artist series at Peloton. It's kind of fun when they like drop some music from people that you like. Is there any artist series that you are itching to have come out? Ooh. Okay. So ooh. I think the last homecoming, they did a lot of different artist series like Rosalia. You had... Uh, yeah. Nine, they had the nine, whole um 21 pilots you had all right kinds of stuff uh and then like a music know, festival kind of for sure i'll tell you i'll tell you this i'll tell you what i enjoyed the most and i hope they kind of continue in this vein i really enjoyed the bob marley because he's he's probably my favorite artist of all time um i enjoyed the outcast mm-hmm. i did like the 21 pilots i like i like black coffee rosalia oh, I good. all that you know what i mean like mm-hmm. I, I have a sort of uh, an eclectic taste in music. I, I just love everything. And I'm eccentric in that sense. I, I, I give everything a chance. Uh, As you but, should. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I have to listen to something. Like, for instance, country is not big on my list. You know, Same. Yeah, I don't ever work out to country. But you know what? Ali did a, a, a class or a series with, uh, I want to say her name is Mickey Guyton. I don't know if, if pardon me if the name is wrong, but... It's a black country artist, young lady. And, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't work out the country, but it's Allie, you know, and I love Allie. So it's like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And by the end of class, I was blown by her music. That's cool. I was like, wow. Like I've, I've never sat through a country album from top to bottom. And it, and obviously in 30 minutes, you can't play someone's entire album, you know, but it was, it was some great stuff. And so I don't know what other artist series. I think Beyonce was on there. I feel like they covered a lot. Couple of, times, yeah. Yeah, they covered a lot of the big people. I don't know who else. Um, I don't know who else. Like they had, they did J Lo. I don't know. I, I can't stay off top of the head who I would want them to have or who I'm itching to hear. But so you're pl- you're you're satisfied. You're doing I'm great. Satisfied. <laughs> I'm content. I'm content. <laughs> <laughs> I'm content. I can say I'm content. All right. Two more here. Um, I just love to know, like, what's an indulgent treat that you like to enjoy? Oh, chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it. That's it. It's, it's, but they can't be, I'm not talking like chips ahoy or something. No, 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 no. I'm talking like, see, here's the thing. In, in the city, there's a place called the donut plant. Okay. The donut project. And those two places, I think the Donut Project closed. Or wait, the Donut Project. Yeah, the Donut Project is open. But I love donuts and I love chocolate chip cookies. And that place in particular makes some incredibly amazing donuts that you cannot say no to. 
Mm, um, I love a donut. Yeah, but if I had to pick one, it's it's most definitely freshly baked uh, chocolate chip cookies with sea salt. Has, yeah, mm-hmm. bittersweet chocolate with the sea salt. salt. Yeah, and I, you know you you don't need to dump like a whole load of it on the cookie, just like a few little flakes, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. it's perfect it's perfect uh, it elevates it to new new worlds <laughs> exactly exactly, <laughs> exactly. you know and, and even though i'm not a sponsor for this company but you know it's a small business but if if i you know crap out and i can't find the cookie of my liking i just always go to tate's you know and that's i think that's a safe bet yeah yeah you know there's nothing better than a good old chocolate chip with some sea salt that's right. that's definitely right. for sure all right my last question which i i like to ask a lot of people um a little more of a good send off. I just want to know something that you know for certain. Something that I know for certain is that God is real. And how I know when I go outside and I see acts of kindness from complete strangers that don't even know each other. The other day I saw two different people helping someone jump their car. Two different settings. I went out the other day for a run. And I came across this tree where there were probably easily about 50 birds in it, just singing songs. I think I posted it on my Instagram, on my photography page. I look at this earth and how it it was constructed and how we as human beings get to enjoy it. Sometimes we don't, we take it for granted, you know, uh, obviously, but I think the greatest thing that we've been blessed with is sight because we get to see a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And uh, if, if there's one thing in my life that I know is... God is real and he exists through you, through me, through the, the dog lovers of the world. You know, there's been, been a boom in people having dogs as pets. It, it exists through, through all of us and he's real because of, because of love, the connection that we all have, either through a virtual means, through a, a physical interpersonal means, whether it's through animals, whether it's through the ocean, whether it's through the environment, the climate, it's we're we're all connected, and it's and it all goes back to there being you know a controller, a, a creator of the universe, and so that's what I believe to be real. Everything else in this world, I'm not too sure. <laughs> it's, more, it's more you know of an illusion, you know, to some degree. Even you know breaking down to uh, how we live our lives, you know, uh, and, or what we want people to see of us. Uh, right. You know, and a lot of it is surface value. Some of it is real. Some of it isn't. But I do know for a fact that, you know, we are made from something great. It's God. And he's real because we're here. You know, we're loving on each other and we haven't met. You know, millions of us have loved on each other through this platform and we haven't met. Yeah. You know, and, and you can't tell me that that's not a real thing. You know, that's that's real. That's real. That's That's something that uh, is beyond tangible. And, um, I feel like if we, if we connect on that theme of, of love and togetherness, I think that'll all draw us to what's real and we'll all live a life that's more fulfilling and transparent and truthful and engaging. Because at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're just, we're just tenants here paying our little, you know, time on this earth with, how we treat each other, how we live our lives, and then we're we're off to the next chapter. Mm-hmm. So the, the time we spend today is real, and our our experience with each other is real, and that all stems from 
the man upstairs that bestowed life upon us, which is real. So I feel ya. I feel ya. That's my uh, that's my send off. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. It's been so wonderful to talk to you. And likewise. And it's been a long time coming and we finally were able to make it happen. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story. And um, just keep doing what you're doing, Sam. You're doing a great job. I love seeing the energy that you're putting out and you're making a positive difference in people's lives. And uh, I hope that you can feel that coming back to you. I do. And I I appreciate you, Nancy. Thank you for the platform. Thank you for the love. And um, it's my hope that the people that get to receive our chat together, enjoy what they hear. And um, I hope that sort of allows people to sort of understand like sort of the intersanctum of my mind, like how I think and what I'm about. And I'm all about love, you know, and I want people to be happy and joyous and life is already harsh enough. So um, right. the least we can yeah. do is, is, is love on each other. So thank you for giving me the, the space to connect with you and to connect with others and I really appreciate it. It was my pleasure. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful evening. And don't forget to stay fit and stay flossy. We'll catch you on the other side. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Our Clubhouse chats happen weekly on Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern in the Stay Home, Stay Motivated Club on Clubhouse. If you want to be a part of the conversation, join us live. If you have questions or you want to be a guest on the show, send an email to palotalkshow at gmail.com or send a message on Instagram. See you next week.